so welcome to the show, Sage. Um, I'm happy that you decided to come on and uh, do your thing. So thank you. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, now so tell me, um, how how many of these have you done so far? Um, well, I could actually count, but that that's on YouTube right now when I'm I'm on my laptop. But I'm somewhere around. I think I'm hitting my twentieth one, like virtually, nice. since this has all started. Yeah. Nice. It used right to on. the I used to go to Comic Cons. Did you ever get to go to conventions? Uh, yeah, I've been to. I haven't been to a reg. I went to the Comic Con in Phoenix. I produced a movie that was there, and then I've been to a few conventions to appear for like different TV shows in like London and Seattle. Yeah, I think those are the places that I went. Yeah, but not. I haven't. I haven't been to the Comic Con, the one in in uh san diego is that you've been to that one i have not been to that one either that's a, a mm -hmm. goal of mine but uh here in niagara falls so we're on opposite sides of the country you're in vancouver right now i'm in niagara mm -hmm. it's hot everywhere um but i actually correspond the comic-con in niagara falls niagara falls comic-con so if you're ever looking for a trip to the falls or you're more than welcome to come down and uh Okay. Event, nice. Sure. Yeah. Can I? Can, do people still go over the falls in a barrel? Does that still happen? It hasn't. Okay. So I work for the Niagara Parks, which means I'm not supposed to talk about certain things. But I know that I can say that there was one guy last year when uh, I was working, and in the middle of the mm -hmm. day, we. Oh, you just fixing that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just making that better. Yeah. Okay. So in the middle of the day, we hear that someone is at the bottom of the falls sitting on a rock because they had they had gone over they had jumped over they had called the police at four o'clock in the morning and said i'm jumping over the falls it's unfortunate situations but they happen and um but they survived with with no gear and were sitting on a, a rock at the bottom of the falls and they went and rescued them so that's uh the so kind of, they didn't have a barrel or anything no they barrel just... they just went right over and if that is how far down is it at the falls? Uh, the drop is I think 130 feet. Don't fire me if you're watching this, boss. Wow. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy drop, but um, with no gear, I think is is crazier than any of the people who went down in a barrel. But unfortunately, they don't want the attention. But mm. uh, it's pretty fantastic, and and a, a second chance at at life like that. You know, if if that's not a <laughs> if, if that's not a second chance, I don't know what it is, man. Yeah, exactly. Nice, nice. But yeah, so I mean, I don't like to, I, I'm kind of at the point where I don't like talking about it anymore, but everybody's got their own story. Everybody has a little bit of a reflection that they've maybe had during all of this time. Is there anything that's mm -hmm. happened for you? Well, are we talking COVID? We're talking COVID. We're talking COVID, yeah. Um, yeah, I got lots of thoughts, dude. Um, the, the biggest thought I have is that um, that we're all human beings and we're all ostensibly in this together like it or not and so um, even if the truth may be that there's a virus going around the world and, and I might have it at any time and you might have it at any time and um, that doesn't mean that when I see you on the street or in a supermarket from six or ten or twelve feet away that that we can't still have a moment where we like acknowledge each other and share our humanity because, um, cause, and I think that's really important. I think what, what's happened is, is there's been a huge shift to this fear-based culture where everyone is afraid and people kind of like 
they, they lump these two things together. Like there's a virus, I might die. And all of a sudden they look at you and you're the virus. You might yeah. kill me. And it's, it's, it's a huge distinction that gets kind of missed. And um, so as a result, I think there's just like, I, I have concerns for a lot of people. Um, and because uh, I, I mean, it's just a thing that's going on. Right. And it's not, uh, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories on what's going on and Wuhan and 5G and this and that. And like, I have no idea what's going on. I'm pretty emotionally exhausted with it. But uh, I made a choice recently to kind of double down on my uh, safety in the sense that when I go into supermarkets and indoor areas, I'm now always wearing a mask again. I had kind of stopped and, and I was doing it my way, which was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to give people like six to 10 feet distance. And if I have to pass a senior in the supermarket, I'm just going to hold my breath as I go by. Cause I think the only logical way to proceed is, is that you could have the virus at all times. It's possible. Mm-hmm. You could always have it. That's the only logical way to proceed. Cause I would be like, I'm a healthy person and I would be probably an asymptomatic person. To be honest, my life has not changed that much this summer. I, uh, I'm not doing a lot of acting schmacting these days. I, I have a business Nobody that I started is. last year and yeah. And and so what's so that? I mean if I was acting, pardon me? What's your business? Uh, I started a business called uh, I'm Property Sage and I, I rent I essentially flip houses but I don't own them. So I rent oh. a house for a short period of time and I restore it out of my own expense and then I sublease it at a at a higher rate. And so in in Vancouver we have a vacancy tax which uh is anywhere from a one to two percent of the value of the house that someone gets taxed if it sits empty. So it, it's worth their while to rent it. But some of those houses are pretty worn down and derelict and maybe not rentable as is. So the person who owns it is either faced with spending ten or twenty thousand fixing it up and then renting it, and they, they just want to tear it down in six months or a year, anyways. Or I can come along and I'll rent the house and restore it and then sublease it out. And so it's a it's a new business I've been doing for a couple of years now and um, taking up a lot of my time. Like today, I was working on moving fridges and stoves when you called me and assembling shelves and all this stuff. Oh, yeah. and, you know, so I'm out there hustling at 30 degrees and, and doing what I have to do. But um, but I like it. It's satisfying and it's, you know, building something that, that grows. And I mean, being an actor is a wonderful job and the work is really, really wonderful. Uh, and it's a business that you're always to the effect of other people's decisions. Mm-hmm. So you, exactly. you never really have a full say in things unless you're producing. And then, so producing is a really good thing to do because you get to, to pick, you know, what's going on and, and dictate the, how your career goes. But yeah. So, I mean, my life has been pretty great, man. I've been camping and I, got, I own an RV. So I take that out for trips with friends and uh, you know, tubing down rivers, bike rides, beaches. And so I can't really complain. Can't complain. Yeah. I've just recently with my buddy, we, uh, we took our tubes up to the, there's the Chippewa river. So when the Chippewa. river, you know where Chippewa is? Well, there's like in a Woody Harrelson movie, he talks about Chippewa falls all the okay. time. There's is a, that, I, that... I don't know if the two are connected, but I know that there is a Chippewa. It's a, actually the, the place where James Cameron grew up. He directed Titanic. Mm. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. he actually went to the high school. I went to a high school for one year, and then I had to move. 
but uh, he went to that high school, which was a pretty fun fact. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool people who come out of Niagara, and and you mm-hmm. know what? Just Canada in a whole, right? I have a, such big passion for Canada. We make I'm good wearing people. my hip shirt. Exactly. Do you, you fan okay, of the hip? There you go. You like the hip? You ever got into them? Mm, or? I did. I never. Um, I don't think I ever got to see them play. Like most of my friends mm. were like hardcore, tragically hip fans, and I wasn't a huge fan. But I did enjoy them. And then in their later years, I, I really just gained a lot of respect for them as artists. I thought like, wow, these guys like want it and love the music so bad. Like what a commitment to it, yeah. you know, right up until his final hours. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, I man. Think, so um, what's that? Go ahead. Well, I just think that anyone that, that is uh, that committed to what they're doing is interesting. You know, that, that yeah, just exactly. is all in on something. I yeah. mean, Gordon, Gordon found out he had brain cancer and then did a whole entire tour and I still mm-hmm. didn't get to see him, which is upsetting for me, but you know, just mm-hmm. that, you got to have the respect for people who hustle, you know, people who kind of yeah. see what they want and take it. Exactly. That's what I think. Well, and, and like, what is that tour about? The tour that the last tour, actually the last tour was, was the last thing he ever wanted to bring light to, which yeah. was the, the indigenous culture in Canada, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. very, he was, he was very passionate about that. And it was a very moving and supportive concert mm-hmm. for the indigenous people of Canada who also, you know, for me, I believe make Canada amazing and the history is so rich, you know? Well, yeah. And I mean, I, I think if you look at, like in the States, Black Lives Matter is, is the issue that needs the most attention right now. But I think in Canada, it's probably indigenous yeah. people. They're probably, you know, they're our Black Lives Matter in, in Canada. And so how great was that that he, you know, gave a tour and and it just had to be about the love of, of the craft, Canada. right? Like to share oh, yeah, and sharing the, music, yeah. like what other reason if you're about to die you could easily just say, okay, I'm going to go on vacation. I'm going to go sit on a beach. I'm going to be like, but he's like, no, no, I want to go on tour and I want to play as many concerts as I can possibly play. Cause I love the music and I want to share it with other people. And I have this cause that I want to support. And in my world, that's pretty rad. Yeah, yeah. man, for sure. Yeah. But on the, on the topic of creators and, that's mm-hmm. a lot of the people that I talk to, a lot of the people that I surround myself around because I uh, I like to create a little bit myself with the interviews and the videos. And and um, it's actually supposed to be a traveling vlog show to like different uh, different conventions to interview people. So like, oh. I got to I'm going to I'm actually going to be coming out. I'm, this year was supposed to be the tour. This year was supposed to be all across Canada. Mm. comic-con tour for the channel and then it kind of didn't happen obviously but Mm -hmm. um if you want we should definitely make some sort of cool video uh when i come out in vancouver (laughs) just something so i'm making these connections all across canada all right i see it all right i'm with you man i'm with you i'm with you does any of the cat okay so i'm gonna dive a little bit into acting so that's i was steering towards more of the 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 creating side and which what you're doing now is also still creating which i find really cool um but let's talk psych uh because everybody Mm -hmm. has burning questions about psych um does anybody any of the cast and this is one something that i'm wondering is there any cast members of uh, uh of yours that are fellow canadians that you know of no. I didn't really look it up. Are we the only? No, or, well, no, not no. Me, um, you the... I mean, there's a few actors from Vancouver that have done 
multiple episodes. Uh, my buddy Ben Conton did a couple episodes playing a couple different characters. Um, is Carrie Elwes originally Canadian? Maybe he is. I don't know. Carrie Elwes. I think he is. I think he is. He might be. He He's did a couple so episodes amazing. playing Despero, right? Uh, oh yeah. But um, I think my buddy Dorn and Dexter Bell they did both did a couple episodes. But like there was people that did, did a little bit here and there. But as far as I know, I was the only Canadian that was on it like on a on an ongoing basis. I'm like sweating here, dude. It's so hot in my room. It's I know. Just, it's, it's crazy. Me too, man. I got to turn off all the fans and everything to start recording, and it's just yeah. It's but it's, um, yeah. I mean, it's fantastic. This summer we're having it really is. No, in a way, yeah. Um, yeah. Strangely, but um, yeah, man, that that's really cool. Um, so I I I know that Psych Two just came out, and mm -hmm. um, how was it? Have a, you seen it? I did see it. And I gotta say that I do I do like the concept. I don't want. I'm trying not to spoil as much as I can, but most mm. of the people who are watching are gonna be psychos. So um, yeah. I, I did love it, man. I, I liked. You did or you did not? I did. I did. Oh, you did. Every, oh, okay. Everybody had a, a contributing part to the plot in some way and move the story along and we still got to revisit characters that we we liked from the show such as such as your character and um oh i fuller's character was it was i can't do the name uh, off the top of my head uh kurt fuller plays uh his name woody the is corner. Woody, woody 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just i love revisiting those characters and it felt yeah. like i felt like everybody kind of there, for me, when I watched the first Psych movie, it was like, okay, this is years and years after it's come out, uh, and then they're trying to kind of re-go back to those characters. But the second movie mm -hmm. for me really did it a lot, uh, a lot more. I thought the second movie um, seemed like it was going to be a lot better movie just on set. It seemed like it yeah. was a little, a little tighter. Yeah. Um, yeah, you that was my experience. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. did I have not seen it. But you haven't seen the whole thing? No, I don't think I will watch it. I might. We'll see. <laughs> right. So do you know... Oh, boy. Are there different versions of scenes that you filmed? Do you know which one got uh, selected? No. Oh, well, we always do a lot of outtakes, right? We always do a lot of... Like, there's always... When you're doing a scene with, with James and, and Dulé, it, uh, you're going to do, like, a version of the, the one that was written... Yeah. And then after that, we'll uh, just kind of muck about. So it's super fun. That's one of the wonderful things about working on that show is that there's so much freedom to make creative choices and to play. And uh, I mean, I always say this when I'm talking about Psych, but I think it, it's, it's a trickle-down effect. And it starts with Steve Franks, who's the creator of the show. He's like a big six-foot-seven outgoing gregarious guy. And he's so friendly and, and full of joy. And so that's just kind of the vibe on the show. And so he's kind of created that space. And then, you know, James is, is gone on to direct and produce and write. And, and so he's wearing so many hats. And, and James is kind of a tour de force of, of comedy. Oh, yeah. um, so it's great, man. Like we, we had a lot of fun mucking about. I can't remember if I just did one day or two days in the, the film i remember the day working 
outside with Juliet and all those guys. Maybe I did a second day. I can't. I, it was last summer. I, it's hard to remember. But but when I was sitting there, we're on the top of this like mountain and or it's like a hill, but they call it Burnaby Mountain, I think. And um, and I'm talking to Dulé and James and Steve Franks is there and Maggie's there. And, like Kirsten was there too. Like everyone is there. And um, and we realized it had been 15 years. Yeah. Since we all started. It's like 15 years ago. We're in. So you don't get like in some industries, you get that a lot. But as an actor, yeah. especially as a Canadian actor, usually you come in and you do your thing and then you might come back. But uh, this was a really remarkable experience for me to be on a show this consistently and and like build these relationships. And, you know, Dulé's got a new kid now and he was married to someone in the beginning. I mean, now he's married to a new person like time goes by over yeah, these exactly. seasons yeah and so people's kids grow up and, and so it's pretty like extraordinary to be a part of that big family yeah right mm -hmm. and so i don't know if yeah i don't know if you heard that but i was there's just somebody oh my fan dropped um fan drop, fan my down. buddy my buddy's gonna hate me right now but i when i first watching when i first watch it uh started watching psych i actually seen it because my sister seen it and then okay. I started watching it and I loved it. And then I talked to my buddy Dawson, who is not unfamiliar on the channel. He's been in a lot of my videos with me okay. and he's seen psych. And this guy is mm -hmm. the most picky guy. This guy does not like a show. If there's one certain aspect of it that he doesn't like, it's hard to impress mm -hmm. him pretty much. Right. Okay. And Dawson, do you have a favorite show? Psych. psych. Yeah. That's his favorite show. He's here right now? He, oh, yeah, he's here right now. He just walked down What's my up, stairs. Dawson? Come say hi. Oh, he wants to say hi to you. Huh. Doss is, like... likes this big Star Wars guy. Hold on. You have to come into that camera, too. because What's up, Bods? Hey. He says, what's up? <laughs> Hold on. Dude, one of those. you remind me of Bill and... You remind me of Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Well, how do you... What? <laughs> Don't you know that? Oh, of course. We just we just watched Bill and he Ted for the like first time. Bill or Ted, he looks like the other guy, not Keanu Reeves, but the other guy. He looks like the other guy. <laughs> Bill and Ted's like we usually adventure. get referenced as Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, we get Dumb and nah, Dumber a lot, nah, man. Bill and Ted's, Bill and Ted's, bro. We, Bill and Ted, right on. That's so cool. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Man. Right on. Um, but yeah. Anyways, okay. I'm gonna okay. finish this up and then we'll go. <laughs> Great to meet you, dude. See ya. He's in Vancouver too. He's a Canadian um that's hilarious yeah man i the whole the whole idea is i'm 16 i'm chasing this dream that i yeah the love super it unrealistic dream and i just i, I want to take well, no with no dream is ever unrealistic what, well that's your, that's the way doing? society makes it seem i want to be a talk show host yeah you do and look at you you're already a talk show host yeah in a way yeah it's it's this new way this new way that i never thought would really be the way of doing it you know well i mean but Okay. Let's work together. Okay. Right All okay. right. So okay. What's the dream? The dream. Well, to <laughs> speak to cool people for a living. Okay. Be a talk and, show uh, host. Connect people with their fans. I don't know. I, I just I like talking to people, meeting new people and okay. learning about. I'm a people person. I want to kind of talk to as many different people as I can and learn as many different things as I can with the time that i have yeah Hear other people's stories cool. great man i get it and so um 
first of all, I think you want to like consider that you're already successful in this because you're doing it. Oh, for sure. Oh, you know, yeah. You're, you're talking to yeah. people and you're doing it in the way that you know how with the current uh, assets that you have and the current equipment that you have, you're, you're making it happen. So you want to acknowledge, you know, there's a little pat on the back for that. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, so you might not know about this about me, but I, I founded and co-direct a, a nonprofit mentorship program for young actors in Vancouver. No called way. fulfilling young artists and um and so we we deal with how to find fulfillment in your life and how to um like what what does that look like and what is that for you and it, it, it's a really individual thing right and yeah. so so we're not interested in in um actors getting the job or making a lot of money that's not really what we're about we're interested in like okay what does fulfillment look like and and so we break down different areas of the industry and, and how that is looked at through the lens of fulfillment. But one of the most important things, I think, for anyone to distinguish uh, in their life, and it doesn't really matter what you're doing in your life, but I think you want to distinguish like what you want, what's your desired outcome and where you want to be. And then you want to figure out tangible steps that you control the outcome of to get yeah. there. And so, so right now, like you control the outcome of being able to like host this show and you can reach out to the people that you can reach out to. And then as it grows and as your fan base grows, the people that you're reaching out to might have influential famous people that they can reach out to for you. And then you can kind of keep on growing your base that way. And so, and I think what's amazing about the world right now is 20 years ago, there was no YouTube and you would like the dream of being a talk show host would be a, a much different route you would have mm -hmm. to take. You would, you would probably, you know, have to be a stand up comedian and get really famous for your stand up comedian and then have someone meet you and say, Oh, you, you know, you want your own show or something along those lines. But now mm. you're able to grow it organically, which is amazing. And um, like on our mentorship program, we always look at work life balance and, how to sustain yourself when you're not acting and figuring out things that you love doing while you pursue your craft. So you don't just get burned out. And um, so, I mean, I would look at the things that interest you in your life because the more you're interested in things and the more you're passionate about life, the better you're going to be at interviewing because then you're going to be a more interesting person. So if all you do in your life is interview other people, you're probably going to be a pretty boring guy. Cause your life won't, so, no, it won't consist of much. Right. But like, yeah. if you interview people, but you're also working in your tree planting and then you're also working at a paint shop and you're gardening and then you're, you're learning to like skydive or something, then you have all these interesting stories to contribute to the interviews, you know, mm -hmm. or you're doing like volunteer work in like Ethiopia and you're building houses or you're going to Mexico or you're in like the more that you, work with people and discover things about people, then the better interviewer you'll be. Um, yeah. So like in any field, I think your life experience uh, can be one of the most important assets. And, you know, you're already a guy who's like, you know, what I get from you is that you're filled with joy and you're excited and you're really curious. And I think being curious is one of the best things, one of the best assets you can have because you want to follow Absolutely. that curiosity. Um, there's a book you should read. It's called Mastery by Robert E. Green. Okay. And it's a New York Times bestseller from the mid 2000s. But 
he talks about mastering any given subject and all the different facets of it would probably be of use to you. Right on, man. I appreciate the advice too, because part of what I'm doing right now, interview wise is getting different uh, creators and influencers to talk about uh, chasing your dream and how to actually go about realistically doing that in today's society. And I just had talked to Frederick Lanay, who plays in The Greatest Showman. He plays in Supernatural and uh, also a show called Lost, which I'm a big fan of. And uh, actually Corbin Burnson as well, who uh, plays yeah. on Psych along with you. So and look at you, dude. You're great advice. You're interviewing some A team, some B team. You're already, you know, you're already in the game, son. The thing, you're... the thing is, is I don't want to just interview A and B team. You know, I, I, uh, the the goal is well I there's a rule to my channel and it kind of doesn't apply as much now because there's no events but the rule is I will never say no to an event so if you have a recommendation if you have some event that you want me to appear at you want me to mm. videotape I'll go and I'll do it I'll do concerts I'll do this and travel and yeah so those are kind of the aspects that I put into the talk show when it's actually full and running so, and and what do you do at the events you do interviews at the do, events. It's all kinds of stuff. So when I'm at uh, my Comic Con in Niagara, that we cor- I correspond uh, for for the great great guys who run it. Um, I actually go in and I make a one main video, and that's me covering the event. I go around, uh, I do some cool like cinematic shots, and then it cuts to me, and I'm like, "Hey guys, I'm here at this convention. We're doing mm-hmm, this, this, mm-hmm. and this." And then we go around and it cuts into different interviews with different guests. And then it cuts back out and we're back on the floor. It's like an mm-hmm. actual show, an actual show following around. It's on IMDb. And it's nice. just, so it's just, uh, it, it's been kind of, everybody's had to get used to things. Everybody's had to transform into a new version of themselves, I believe, during this pandemic. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's been is getting used to sitting behind a computer and fixing darn computer issues. <laughs> to try well, to no, to but work. you could take you don't let the pandemic slow you down from going to the streets. You could still yeah. take your phone on the streets and do stuff on the streets. You could take a little DSLR on the streets and do, you know, there's you have a 19 percent, no, 19 times less likely chance of getting COVID-19 on the street, which yeah. means that if you're like six feet away from someone like you're never getting it on the street, you're totally fine. So. You can zip around and do a six foot interview, you know, you got some gloves on, you're holding out the mic. You could look at that long arm right there. There you go. Um, But you could totally don't, don't let the, you know, this crazy bananas life we're in right now, slow you down, buds. You're, you're on a mission. Now, what else, like, what else are you going to focus on for the rest of the summer? Is this your full-time gig or what else is going on in the depth? No. Well, I work for the Niagara parks, so I, I go there every day to to fund the the show and kind nice. of use IMDb yeah. Pro and make those connections. See, there's where you get um, those good stories about the guy jumping off the the falls. You know, jumping you off the have falls. That story if you didn't have that gig, right? Exactly. See, that's exactly. what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I kind of want to get into a little bit of. I have a live feed growing in our in your Facebook group actually. Just oh. the different different people asking different questions. Uh, live. Okay. I got a few here. Would you be down to answer a few psychos questions? Go, go for it. Fire away. Okay. Just, I want to give, uh, I want to give these guys a little bit of what they're expecting. So, uh, did you play hockey or lacrosse or any sports growing up in Canada? Chris asks. Yeah. Ball hockey. I played up until 17 and then soccer and then volleyball. And then, uh, 
not ice hockey. Now I play a lot of, t- I mean, I played, I was the tennis team and I was the badminton team when I switched to fine arts. And now I play, uh, I play tennis and I play volleyball sometimes and I ride my bike. I love riding the bike. The riding yeah. bike is like sheer joy for me, sheer joy. Yeah, that's what we do around Niagara Falls because I'm 16, so we're still waiting on our licenses, but it's just yeah. biking back and forth, biking everywhere. Have you ever, ever, uh, this is my question, sorry guys, have you ever geocached before? No, my friend has one of those, uh, she gave me the app, I just didn't didn't do it, but you go around and you, you find stuff, right, and then you put yeah. something there. Yeah, it's like you take start with one object and just keep trading it out. It's pretty neat. That's what we that's what we've discovered during during quarantine, and we've been kind of doing a little bit of that. Um, but I'm just gonna go to the next question. Uh, okay. And this one Dawson asked me actually a little while ago, but oh. someone else actually asks on Facebook too. Clarissa says, "Does Buzz still have little boy cat?" Does Buzz still have a little boy cat? <laughs> Do you? Or does he not? <laughs> I don't know if Buzz or if you have the little boy cat. I don't have a cat. I am allergic don't. to cats. And so oh. the episode where we had the cat was nine lives in season one. So, I mean, I, I want to say that that cat has left us because it's been, it's been 13 and a half or 14 years that that cat is no longer with us, but that had, the cat had a good life. Yeah. And Francie and the kid took care of the cats and we, um, I'm going to say that we buried that cat in the garden. So okay. Yeah. Okay. It's not around <laughs> anymore, Dawson. No, no, not around. Yeah, that anymore. was 13 years ago. That was in season one. Yeah, season one, season one, <laughs> nine lives. Right yeah. on. So Eric says, which episode did you enjoy filming the most? I know this is a common question. So if you have a quick um, answer, I think one of the funniest ones I ever worked on was Lasseter's wedding. I think it was season seven. I think because. So there was like two funny scenes that I had to do in that one. One of the ones was where I was like the stripper in the, in the hotel room oh, for, uh, yeah. for the wedding. But then the other one that was really funny was in the script, it says buzz is, uh, you know, the, the bad guys show up, you know, all the Italian mafioso guys show up and then so-and-so does this. And then I go to turn around and I go to run to, to catch a guy and my, my pants get caught in a rose bush. And, yeah, uh, and then they come off, right? And they're like these tearaway pants. And um, and they'd asked me to like tan with like a thong in like a tanning booth like three or four times. So they wanted to have like a thong line. And then they also like spray paint like this bronze on my butt. And so I'm thinking, because usually when you do like a sex scene in a movie or something like that, they do what's known as like a closed set, right? So yeah, they'll do, you know, part of it, but then they'll, you know, they'll send everybody away. And they'll just have the crew there and it'll be, you know, like kind of, you know, like, okay, well, there's, you know, there's some nudity here. This person, not everybody needs to see this. So we're at UBC, the University of British Columbia. And my girlfriend at the time, Andrea, was, was doing extra work on the episode with like a bunch of our friends. They were all there hanging out, getting paid, hanging out in the sun. And, uh, and so we shoot the reverse where the you know they're in the shot but then now it's like from behind me me running up the hill and so the camera's inside of where the extras are so i'm like for sure they're gonna send them like all back to crafty or you know whatever no they're all there like 150 people are like sitting there as like the pants get ripped off and then i run up the stairs and i do this like giant superman on this like very you know big old school Italian guy. I can't remember his name. And I tackle him 
and we had, we did like a couple of takes and I was wearing this like crazy gold thong, right? Like, you know, so you're seeing like the full package, full package from behind, full package. And the funny thing is that when they aired the episode, the USA network, because USA network is kind of like a Christian based network, they blur out my butt. They blur it out. So like Online I TV. went through all of this with all of these people, like 150 people and they're like clapping and laughing. Like they think it's hilarious. Like, everyone's cracking a you know sage's moon show i'm putting on for the day because those thongs were pretty thin you're not seeing you know it's just butt is what you're saying yeah. so so that was a funny scene to work on and uh for sure a fun episode but there's been a lot but that, that that's the one i'll go with for right now yeah <laughs> right on um there you go eric uh who okay here's one this isn't really psych related but uh phyllis asks who your favorite superhero is and this is an important question Who's my favorite superhero? If you had to choose. I kind of like Iron Man. Okay. I can, as yeah. the right, I can get behind that. Iron Man's my second yeah, favorite. Yeah, I mean, I kind of got into Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. was so interesting with what he did with that. And uh, I haven't watched the later versions of it now that there's like a gabillion superheroes in one movie, but the original yeah. Iron Man's when there was just him and Gwyneth Paltrow and a few other people, I I got into those. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Iron Man today. Let's go with Iron Man. All right, sweet. Um, Joe says, "Did you think? Hold on. What does this say? Did he think it would turn into? Oh, did you think that it would turn into a, a year long recurring role when you first got the role? No, no, no idea. So." When I auditioned for Psych, it was a pilot named named Psych, and uh, the role was called Dancing Cop because he's kind of dancing at the photocopier okay. in the pilot episode, and um, and it was a pretty small, simple audition where I went into a room and uh, and I think in the moment where. James is like kind of solving what's going on and and noticing that Lassiter has slept with his partner, which is, by the way, not paid played by Maggie Lawson and the pilot. No, it's a different not. actress. Yeah. Um, so in that moment. He says something along the way, like, what does anyone else or Lassiter says, does anyone else know about this? And I instantly just put up my hand and. Um, I remember I did that in the audition, I guess, but not really thinking about it. And then when we were shooting the pilot, they're like, no, no, you have to put up your hand. You have to put up your hand. It was like this thing the producers said. I guess that was the reason I got chosen. I was the guy who put up his hand. Oh, no way. Um, and, uh, but I had no idea. No idea that the show was going to turn into what it was. Uh, I mean, it, we had a lot of fun shooting it. and um, But I had no idea. Yeah. So very lucky. Right on. Very fun. Yeah. Here we are 15 years later. 15 years, right? It's crazy. It's crazy. Look at, I got gray hair now. So old. I wasn't, I was one when it came out. One year old. Yeah. Which really? Is, yeah. We were wow. one. We didn't start watching until it ended. And we didn't start watching it until season, when, when did we start watching it? Like three years ago, we watched it, Dawson. Like three years ago. And then we hear that there's this movie coming out. Me and Dawson look at each other. We're like, What? Like, like how many years later but that that was mm -hmm. good for us and then one more question i'm gonna read off here when are we getting the buzz and woody spinoff show yeah. who's mm. yes yes dawson says <laughs> when, when is that coming out i don't know 
That's got. I mean, happen. I'd be game. That okay. would be funny. You hear? The you heard it here. Would be like the two bumbles, the two bumbles, right? Like the two people that are doing their jobs. That you're like, is he really a detective? Is he really a coroner? Because it what doesn't if, seem like he's really capable of doing the job. There's gotta like, be somehow. something. There's gotta be a backstory. You're both yeah. in psych, but there's something going on, and then it's just a separate series. And it's like can... a dating game, a dating game show where you know one of us is the host and the other one is uh, is 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 on the thing, and it's a Santa Barbara dating game. Maybe I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I guess I wouldn't. I always thought that Buzz was a Mormon. A Mormon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. because Why is there's that? something so pure and like gullible about Buzz. Okay. And the world that he's in, and I just thought, um, there's like a purist thing that Mormons have. You know, Mormons are very they live very clean lives. I have I've met some amazing um, people through Psych, and one of them, uh, my buddy Tyler Christensen, is a Mormon and a huge Psych fan, and uh, but they just live such clean lives and like really pure, and. Yeah. Um, for some reason, that resonated with me of like the if Buzz had a religion, he'd be a Mormon. Yeah. Right on. Nice. That's a good. <laughs> we could. I, yeah. but there's there's definitely some stuff that we could dive into for that. So Steve, if you're ever oh yeah ever happen to watch that for sure. Um, mm -hmm. No. And I I yeah. also I love Kurt too. He's he seems he yeah. I, like I, I looked up on social media and there's a couple accounts uh, of him on Instagram and I just I. I usually when I see an account that looks like, that looks like it's a fake account of somebody, I'm like, okay, I can tell this is a fake account, but I can't really tell if his account is real or not because, uh, I, they all look like they all have like one or two posts on it. And I'm like, okay, he doesn't seem like the guy that would have Instagram. So I don't, I can't uh, tell, I can't tell which one's actually him. I know he has Facebook, but, um, he, he, someone he does created, seem like a, what's that? Like someone created a fake account for me on instagram oh, yeah? recently it's at sage Brocklebank. so they took they took my name and um because i'm at the real sage r-e-e-l sage and um and they uh they took my account and then like when the movie came out someone tagged me in the movie and they went underneath and they're like this is a fake account the real account is at sage Brocklebank. Like no they're way. trolling my account. And I was like, really dude, what? come on. But they've got, and, and a bunch of my friends are following that account. I guess they didn't realize that it's a fake account. I was like, oh boy, like this is uh, the struggle. Are you right? on the, pardon me? The struggle of, of that. The struggle. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I don't know. I like, I've, I've gotten into the stories on the gram. They're kind of fun. Yeah. Right. They can be, mm -hmm. they can be for sure. Yeah. What were you going to say? Did you ask if I was on Instagram? Yeah. You must be on the yeah. gram. I am. Are we I'm gonna be, we'll gram. be friends on the gram? You'll, um, you'll, you'll make us friends? We can go live on the... Do you know how to go live on Instagram? No. No idea. Well, but. we're going to teach you how to go live and we'll go okay. live sometime. So basically, okay. when I'll go live on my Instagram and then you'll click on my Instagram. Oh, you can go... Yeah, yeah my buddy did that. He was a and DJ yeah. and I hopped into his channel during yeah. COVID. He was like spinning and then hosting and then I hopped in and I was like on a talk show with him. That was kind of yeah. fun. That's yeah. yeah. People can ask ask questions right in the comments, but yeah. Anyways, cool. this, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, do what I do at the end of every interview when it rhymes, and oh, it's I like that it. Was that was pretty cool. Um, give you the floor. Is there anything that you kind of want to promote? Because this is what this is about, right? Wow. Well, I mean, I want to speak to because you know you're a young guy with dreams and aspirations, and and you're, you're talking to. Uh, a not so young guy 
who still has some dreams and still has some aspirations. Um, and I think it's really easy to become a cynic in the world because the world is, uh, life is tough, man. Life is hard. Yeah, I know. And, uh, but I, I think it's, yeah. it's, I think if you have a dream and it's something that you want, you have to, you have to pursue it and you, you owe it to yourself to give it a shot somehow. And that doesn't mean that you, you know, have to give up everything else else in your life. Like, I think it's, it's important to kind of have some work life balance and to figure out, you know, make deals with yourself because life is a series of deals. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think the most important deals or agreements that you make are the agreements you make with yourself. Um, but I, 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 you know, I would just implore you and anyone who's watching who has dreams to make some space and time in their life to honor that. And and so it doesn't mean that, like, you have to be a professional actor if you love acting and it doesn't really work. But you could do a play in community theater when that starts again, or you could do a short film or, you know maybe someone wants to be a talk show host, but not quite as much as you, but they just like the idea of it. Well, they could just do like two episodes on YouTube or on Snapchat or on Instagram, because I think that the more variety that you provide in your life, the more exposure to different things, then the more well-rounded and satisfied you'll be as a human being. And um, so it's just, you know, it's important to swing, to give yourself a shot, you don't win the lottery if you don't have a ticket. Right on. Um, yeah, man. Live, live your best life. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to live my life right now, approaching all areas with joy and curiosity. So if I can move from judgment to curiosity in different situations, and uh, if I can be in a situation where I might not agree with someone, we might not find an agreement, but if I can approach that conversation with joy and curiosity, then it makes things worthwhile. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. I like your vibes. Thanks. Okay. Buds. Um, so this is 14, 45 minute episode and I don't Whoa. do any, I only, ed, I only edit, uh, if like a phone drops or like okay. something crazy happens, but, um, it's looking <laughs> like you, you're going to be the longest episode that I have. And I want to kind of move into longer episodes. That way we can triple our pump, quadruple Cinco set arm pump. Awesome, um, well, Devin, thanks yeah, for having me, man. Absolutely. Anytime. And you'll you'll reach out when you come to Vancouver and we'll do something on the streets of Vancouver we'll, when you're we'll here. We'll do something in Vancouver for sure. Yeah. There is a fan expo there. So maybe I'll go to fan expo with Sage. Holla. Something I like, like it. that. I like something it. like yeah. that. Um or yeah. or I could we could I could join you in, in flipping and we could do some renovating for a day. And then I just record that. You want to come work on a house? You want to come paint for me? Do some painting or something? I'll do some painting in Vancouver for sure. Absolutely. Okay. 100%. Right. Right. I'm down. My Give goal is to travel the world. Yeah, bud. Give me a holler when you're in town. All right, brother. Thank you for joining me. All right. Thanks, man. Have a good one. You too.